Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Noodling with Josh. I'm your host with the most unedited show in town, and today's guest is someone I have known for 13 years. And honestly, I've had the pleasure of watching him metamorphosize multiple times in that period. From a cheerleader at Western Michigan University to one of the most sought-after drag artists in his area to a professional wrestler for the Rocky Mountain Pro Circuit. Known to me as David and others as Crystal or the Beauty and the Beast or even the Charged Belt Champion, a.k.a. the Remy D. This guy has done it all with, honestly, so much more to go. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy part one of Honestly, many. Hit the theme. See, David, I can be your manager. See how good I am on the mic? And I was just off the cuff. Think how good I'd be if I edited. Moved out of Michigan. Got a job in the city of sin. White collar boy with the beard of joy. Hits record and lets you in. Gotta take a drink if you get interrupted Don't forget that onion dip Retreat the show so his feet can stay off the ground Sit back and relax Take the conversation to the max Josh is new then around Around Josh is new to Dean's French onion dip. Dean's French onion dip. Dean's French onion dip. Dean's French onion dip. Can I hear that real quick? Yes, I have been waiting for this interview for so long. David, I am so freaking stoked that you actually reached out to me earlier this week to say, hey, when are we doing this? Thank you for coming on Noodling. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yo, brother, what up with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have lived so many lives since we last were in the same, honestly, no, not last state. Well, yeah, actually last state since I visited you in Colorado, but I'm going all the way back to when we first met. Like a Western, I feel like I've Ooh, I've yeah. been like I've met him. I've been that worm to a butterfly to a worm to a butterfly at least thirty times, and I feel like you are <laughs> one of the few people who has metamorphosized almost as much as I have, if not more. Oh, you know, changing, growing, maturing—this whole adulting is bullshit. But hey, at least it has its perks, right? Right? <laughs> oh my God! Every once in a while, I still have that reminder where I'm just like, oh, I'm an adult. I can literally do anything right now. Like I I could go have ice cream right now. It's that's the dumb one that I always you know come back to. But there's so many times that I forget yeah. that what being an adult means. It's not you can have more fun, right? You do. Right. You know where it's like it's like me personally. I never wanted to grow up. I I was I was content being that '90s kid that you know oh. was watching Fox Kids every Saturday morning. <laughs> The old, the old school lineup of X Men, Tick, Five you know, Hours of Summer, Once a Week, yeah. Oh, yeah, all that stuff. Oh, oh, oh. oh see, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all Absolutely. Is it? 
But you know the hypocrisy. Remember when you were younger, as you know, like in that teen, like transitional stage, where you thought you were an adult, and you definitely weren't, but you thought you were. But even your parents, they would tell you you would do something like silly. They're like, why don't you grow up and act like an adult? You're like 14, 15. But then it's like <laughs> they tell you not to grow up and stay a kid and be a kid. So which is it? You can't. It's like pick a struggle. Just pick a struggle. It, I feel like if you're going to honestly yell at the kid, be more responsible. <laughs> yell that versus grow up. Because I don't think I'm ever, if I'm ever having kids, I don't think I'll ever say the words grow up to them. Because there's so many drawbacks to growing up. You're going to mm-hmm. basically think that you're supposed to be away, and then you're going to fake being that way until you die. That's what most adults that I know are, right? They think they need to be responsible. They think they need to do, like, no, 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 You're putting that on yourself. You could still be a kid who's responsible for shit now. So Exactly. It's like the parental pyramid scheme. <laughs> you look at it. Well, <laughs> Think about I, it. <laughs> part of it is the parents want you out of their house as soon as possible so they can go back to being kids again as they feel part of mm-hmm. it. But but that still that part. That part. Yeah. Tell your kids to grow up. Tell them to be more responsible and get out of the house and let them figure out growing up on their own. So hear that, Sally and Frank? Yeah. <laughs> do it. <laughs> All right. We're going back to I mean 2006 to 2010 that's when i was in kalamazoo were we we were in the same grade were you same grade well yeah. that same grade same class same apartment complex I didn't yeah even know oh it. my god all that stuff many times to- i actually every year was in a different apartment complex so i think we crossed over junior year is when yeah. we were in the same area and that was the nice thing about going to a school that large is you could have friends in any aspect of that like wherever you were you could make friends and then you kept that group and you would go back to them. And we, I, every once in a while, I'm tagged or Facebook is basically just an old photo album now. And I'm reminded of a whole group of individuals that I haven't seen since then. Mm-hmm. There's, I, and I'm not going to call them all out, but like, <laughs> I can think of all of the people that lived in that area that we hung out with that year. But then the next mm-hmm. year, whenever we moved, I, some of them hung out together. We kept talking. But then yeah. I never saw him again, <laughs> like ever again. Yeah, and that's okay though. Those are what they call seasonal people. It's like okay that. to come yeah. into your life for a certain purpose, yeah. for a certain reason, for a certain season. Always. <laughs> when it changes, they're out. They're out. So and then know. there's the people that like you think are gonna be <clears throat> seasonal, but then you end up having a through line with them for decades. And I feel like that's where we're at. That's exact that I couldn't describe it any more better than that. Because yeah. there was, there's like, what, like five years where we were just doing our lives and all of a sudden I'm in Colorado and you're just like, what the hell? You're in my backyard. And I was just like, Literally, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's hang yeah. out. That was, I loved that. That was for so many reasons, so much fun. And that's as deep as we'll go. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God, that whole trip. So at that time I was working as, as a social media strategist for a collective of web comic artists and just a quick side story. I'm not going to call out which one it was, but we were, and I've been to Denver a bunch of times because I had family there, but I had were traveling with people who have never been in the Mile High City and decided to drink as hard as they did back home and didn't understand that the whole Mile High City is an actual thing. And I had to carry some and, people. And home, literally. trust me, I remember you could drink. Oh, oh boy. boy. And I and, and I remember <laughs> going, being like, okay, let me have a little one. 
and see what the altitude does. I don't have another one. And then, I'll, and then I'd be like, okay, I've had three and it feels like six. So um, I'm good. But then I'd have friends. Yeah, it's who like an like, edible. Oh my God. I feel like I would have been safer yeah. if I had just done edibles <laughs> that time yeah. versus uh-huh. trying to drink. There's something about alcohol and the high altitude that just wrecks you. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, like, especially up in. Uh, did you visit Fort Collins when you were here? Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were in Fort Collins for a hot sec. Then we were in Denver for this event called Dink, which is like Denver Independence okay. Artists, something, something. So there's that restaurant. It's a Mexican restaurant called Rio Grande. And so they have like in this big ass neon sign when you first come in, it always says that their margaritas, it's a three mark, mark limit. <laughs> that's two factors one is the altitude and two being the way they make those things and sure enough things. i was like i was yeah i'm like i'm thinking it's just like a you know just like a selling point or like a branding thing so here yeah. comes my ass i'm like oh this is nothing that first one i'm like chugged it down second one i'm like this is water this is like so it's not even great whatever <laughs> homie when i tell you by the time I got halfway through that third one, I was seeing unicorns and seahorses. Uh-huh. You're like, wait, like the wait. Ro- it was what like happened? Those, those cheap, those cheap carnival pop-ups, you know, that always used to pop up in the park, random parking lot oh, on yeah. the side of town during the oh, summer. Boy. Going through one of those funhouse tunnels, that's exactly what it was like. Uh, I see myself that, in every shape and color. <laughs> that's exactly. insane. Oh After my that, God. I don't know what the hell happened. I couldn't, to this day, I have no idea what happened, how I got to my bed from that restaurant. But because I wasn't with people that <laughs> my roommates at the time. So I'm like, yeah. Someone get me home. The guy I was with, <laughs> we were drinking plum wine at an Asian restaurant and we walk outside and I see him just start kind of tilting. And I was like, oh, hey, okay, <laughs> all right, why don't you stand up? And then I, without like i turn around to hail our uber and i look back bam flat on the ground i was like oh god <laughs> all right <laughs> on the shoulder throw him in the back and i'm sitting up front i was like he's fine but oops <laughs> altitude he's fine see, he's fine. see that's he's friendship fine. right there that's, <laughs> that's love right there and it was i literally i remember that night i was just like every hour i'd walk back to his room check on him in the hotel <laughs> you okay all right i'll be back in an hour okay oh you're on the floor this time okay all right i'll be back in an hour you're in the bathroom now okay i'll be back in an hour you're alive See, there's right. movement that's progress that's yeah. progress i remember at one point he's like can you throw water on me i was like i'll get you water but i'm not gonna dump water on you i oh uh, so after that i ended up leaving moving all over the place and now i'm in california you my friend are you still holding it down in the mile high city I am. I just hit um, year 11 in September. Ooh. Working on your second decade. What do you think? Do you like it? I do. Like, it. Um, the culture The culture is getting a lot more diverse, which I, I do like. Um, just minus the, the fucking traffic and the bad drivers. It's seriously like people make up their own laws while they're driving. Like, I had one idiot literally in a, it was like, uh, the three lane highway he cuts off all three lanes to get to the side didn't signal didn't do nothing didn't throw up a smoke signal and then has proceeds to give the and gives the finger to everyone like puts his hand out the window and gives everyone the finger as if we did something i i love that people think that if i don't make this exit that i'm gonna my car's gonna explode go to the next exit merge over nicely turn back around come on like road rage is super bad here and we've had like everyone runs red lights i mean not the red kind of red light 
where it just turned red. Like it's like that in yellow and the red. The yellow yeah. and the red. It's been red for like a good five or six seconds, and people are just <laughs> running this thing. And they were saying they were like, what, like there's been a, in this year alone, there's already been like eight hundred plus like car traffic accidents Jeez. to go. That's crazy for yeah. just Denver. For that's Jeff- really bad. I mean, to check in with some of the other guys that I uh, do hot dead with that are from that area, Pueblo specifically, and be like, is it so bad everywhere or is it just Denver? It's Denver. (laughs) It's bad. I'll I'll come back to your thoughts on Pueblo when we're not recording because I saw your face. (laughs) (laughs) What face? No one can see it. Shit, I shouldn't have brought it up. This is an audio medium. I genuinely think that growing up in Michigan, those individuals are the best drivers. They understand it. They understand all of the seasons of it. They understand how to go through over and around potholes. And they also get that everyone else is doing it. And I say that obviously knowing I'm a Michigander from there, but I I feel like every state that I've lived in, the locals are trash drivers trash i I can't think of another like i mean i'm in california they're the worst of the worst that i've experienced so far i it's it's the same thing where everyone's running through red because everyone needs to be somewhere five minutes ago right you should have left yesterday then if it was that important (laughs) the other crazy thing you know how everyone's just like oh la's (laughs) you know you have to you know it takes an hour to get there it takes an hour to get there because there are 5 million people taking the same two-lane road five miles. Not because it's 30 miles away. That that boggles my mind a little bit and reminds me that cars aren't the way of the future. Let's get some public transit going. Can we please? Please oh. and thank you. Yeah. We're getting up topic. <laughs> we can talk about this all day. We're, <laughs> I feel like Michiganders have this weird you know, Detroit blood that just makes you talk about cars. At some point, even if you don't like cars, you just have to. Right. I mean, they don't call us those at the Motown for no reason. The big three. Yeah. That's our history. So honestly, let's go back to 2010. I moved from Michigan to Vegas. Where did you go? Where were you doing in 2010, right after college? Western. So yeah, I actually said after I graduated, mm-hmm. I um I stayed at Western or stayed in Kalamazoo for like maybe another year. And I worked as a preschool teacher because that was like my side job while I was in school. So I, they hired me on full time after no way. I like, uh, graduated. Oh yeah, my god, that's I get, amazing! I, oh, I love kids. I love kids. I really do. Oh, um, you're a performer, so yes. and performers are the best teachers because you have to be entertaining for your audience, no matter what age they are. Exactly, and it was cute too because they thought I was superhuman because I at one point I had brought one of the uh because you know the cheerleading thing I had brought one of the girls to come to show them what we do at the at the football games and everything yeah. and when they saw that I could like toss her up in the air and catch her in my hands they thought I was like superhuman so that added to my coolness too so that's I was amazing. kind of a cool teacher you honestly <laughs> but you've always been a buff boy you coming from being a being a cheerleader at the Ooh. collegiate level you let's not tell lies you know, i was not buff remember i went through that plump that very rotund <laughs> stay but that's when i got pneumonia and double pneumonia in both lungs and they put me on all those medications so i oh, like fuck. bloomed up yeah oh shit double pneumonia how how'd you get that 
I have no idea. I just remember I went to uh, practice one night and we were yeah. doing our drills and everything. And I was, I just couldn't breathe. I thought I just had a bad cold. Yeah. Um. Then I went to class the next day. And then I finally, I was something told me to call my mom because she's an oncology nurse. Oh, okay. And uh, I was like, mom, like, I don't feel well. And I never like not say I don't feel well. I yeah. just like kind of bite my tongue and everything. Yeah. And um, I was, uh, she asked me my symptoms and everything. And she's like, well, you need to go to the hospital, the emergency right right now. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I got to go to class. Like, we got to take in the exam. She's like, it can wait. And yeah. sure enough, when I went and they checked me out, they were like, yeah. And I was in there for four or five days no in the way. hospital. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my so God. if I probably would, if I probably would have like done that game that night at the basketball game or whatever, cheered it, the inflammation would have been just like, yeah, really oh, yeah. bad. So, oh, whoa. Yeah. Well, thank God you called your mom. Everyone yeah, can call your yeah. mom. <laughs> they know a little shout, bit more than you. Deborah. Shout out to Deborah. Right. Yeah, shout out thank to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thank you for keeping your son alive. He <laughs> is a beautiful man who has had an incredible life after that. So, okay. But seriously, you were a collegiate level. So were you a cheerleader or were you on the dance squad? Because I remember there were two distinctly different things. Yes, you remember that in class. So that's how. What was what was our professor's name in that which, that com class? Which one? Uh, Judy. Judy. She had like the the blonde. She had that old school blonde. That blonde shortcut. It wasn't. Uh, I, I know who you're talking about. It it, it was a uh, it was a large lecture class, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She was also um, a documentary. Anyway, yeah. Right? Didn't she do film? Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And she oh. used one of my uh one of my auditions as like one of the like the press like as like uh, as like, an example for what we were doing, and then she <laughs> was like we finished, and then she had said like oh yeah she was like we have a we have like a star in this one, and I had I've never seen that footage ever I didn't even know it existed and I was <laughs> I slid so far down in my chair I'm like this is fucking embarrassing. Not At that time, I was the first guy ever to try out for the dance team. Oh and uh, come to find out years later so i made it through the first round yeah and i got to the second one and i didn't make it through the second but come the years find out they said the only reason they weren't able to put me on the team because at that time yeah they didn't know how to accommodate just having one guy, one guy. Yeah. Be in the girls dressing room sure, and sure, sure, what sure. would he wear and then i would have to have my own person to make my dance gear and everything so it, at that time see i can kind of understand that my adult mind yeah, thirty-six year old in me can understand it. Now, twenty-six like, okay, in me, that. I was still, I was still pissed about it. Yeah, but um, yeah, it would have been a hassle for the athletic department just to accommodate me so much, so I can understand. But to know that I could have made it, I was yeah. good enough to my skill set. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was good. So, oh my god, um, are you kidding? You have incredible moves, and we'll come back to how you've used those later in well now <laughs> in your life. So then, so you couldn't go on the dance squad. So then you were cheerleading because that I distinctly remember. You were always a thrower. Catching the tiny girls, the well, not always, not oh, always, because no. that was I was disappointed with that. We're not making the dance team, so one of them actually suggested, "He's like, why don't you try for the cheer team?" And I was like, "The fuck, I don't want to be no cheerleader, <laughs> like rah rah rah, like no." And then the, I uh, looked at the um the trial information, and it was like saying they don't just just do the motions; they act the guys and girls actually, or the guys throw the girls up, and I was like. There is no way I can humanly possibly throw another person by myself at all. Because I did swimming in high school. That was yeah. the, the extent of my athleticism to yeah. that at, at that point. 
But something in me was just like, no, like actually do it. And I, yeah, I love this part of the story because that'll probably set up for what we talk about, like moving forward. But you can absolutely yeah. throw humans, <laughs> and we'll, yeah, exactly. But please continue. But it's just having someone break down the fundamentals and the concepts and the basis of how to do so. It's like it's strength, but it's also fifty percent, fifty sixty technique. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, you're lying, nothing. And sure enough, you know, shout out to my coaches. I'm still in contact with them today, to Wang and to Dave. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, somehow I made that too. Like I did like the bare minimum at the trial, but I did, they they respected I did it cleanly and safely. Yeah. And I always wanted to learn how to tumble, but growing up in Detroit, we didn't have money for that shit, for, the, you know, gymnastics classes. <laughs> um, so they taught me how to tumble and they and then people t- thought it would be a hard task because normally that's something you start when you're like what five four oh, five yeah. or whatever yeah, you yeah. wake up but they're like you're like tw- they're like you're 19 20 it's kind of late but you can do what you can and when they fucking like once again they're teaching me the basics how to do it in this the being being a teenager on the cusp of adulthood kind of thing of whatever whatever yeah. that means and sure enough, you and you were there at the football game. You see my big ass, like literally just fucking doing tumbling passes, Flying. like I was at the Olympics or something. Oh, yeah, my god, yeah. you were, and I, I absolutely have, and I'm not blowing smoke up your butt. You have always been one of those individuals that has been superhuman since the day I met you, from the sense of what you were doing on the field to then where you performed after that to what you're doing now. And I feel like we're dancing around it. I'm going to get to it. My friend here is a <laughs> professional wrestler. And holy shit, are you incredible at it? And it's so funny that those building blocks, and they make so much sense, because as someone who's watched WWE and AEW off and on for most of my life, AEW most recently, I know that a lot of, at least the female wrestlers come from cheerleading, tumbling backgrounds. That's how they've gotten set Mm -hmm. up. And I feel like you've been able to use those skills that you got from your coaches in all of your careers since then. Or at least the performance aspect, yeah. Absolutely, like I definitely think you know, even like uh, in the acting, like being in musicals and stuff in high school. Yeah. But definitely, I think the core, the meat and potatoes of that was that five years of cheerleading that I did because yeah. you learned the discipline. You learn, and it, if you really look at it, the optics of it, it's 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 the same concept. You have your you have your opponent, quote unquote, your opponent. Yep. But it's actually your dance partner. It's like you got you have to let the other person borrow your body to tell a story to yep. entertain the people. That's an incredible. And way it takes a lot of trust. That's a uh, lot. And like I'm lending you my body, so bitch, I expect it back at the end of this ten minute match. One of the questions, and I, and I, and we'll run through the the wrestling specific ones later. I still want to get through how how you got there. One of the questions that I had that like everyone else that I was saying like, hey, what should I ask David? Was like, what's the hardest bump you've taken? Because there are times where you're absolutely right. You have to trust your again opponent, quote unquote, with your body. That's an incredible way to think of it. I can't tell you how many times that I just love digging into the kayfabe of just like, no, these people they hate each other. They never talk, and then they meet in the ring you're probably working with your opponent constantly until the moment mm-hmm. you wrestle right exactly and it's like i said it's after you know when you have certain uh spots yeah. it's like you can rehearse it or you can kind of talk your way through it but it's like i'm trusting you to be there when i jump over this top rope from inside the ring to the outside that's nothing but concrete down there i have faith that you are going to resist that force so we both <laughs> land together 
And that's a lot of, tra- it takes a lot. Uh, it, being one that just got into that part of my training, learning yeah. to take those kind of dives. Yeah. Like, I haven't been that scared since the first, like I said, when the first time I tossed a girl up and like, hopefully I don't like fucking drop her. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a full circle moment, but I know, excuse me. I know that if I, back then I overcame that fear and, prog- you know, and excelled in that. So it's just reteaching myself once again, that, that to my older self now to, I can still do it. You know, I'm still capable. So Absolutely. But it's, it's, the anxiety is crazy sometimes. That's how do you how do you swallow that anxiety? Because you have to. You're on camera. You're you need to be big. You need to remember all of the moves that you've planned with your opponent. How do you personally swallow that anxiety and just be like, whatever, I got this. I'm a performer. Yo, like, see, I think I, I have honestly, I have conversations with myself, and sometimes I have to like watch out because I'm like, I don't want someone looking at me thinking like, is that motherfucker talking to himself? <laughs> like, yes, I am, and I mean, like, I like literally have those like internalized conversations, like, bitch, yeah. get yeah. it together, bitch, you got work, oh, yeah. you got work to do, and, it, and I think also it's that as that my natural spirit of entertainment that I was born with it's I just know how to adapt and I can and people ask those questions of me like like what you have just asked but it's so hard for me to understand to explain it's, it's just what it is yeah it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I what I have to do I know how to adapt yeah I know how I just I just it's crazy I just yeah yeah as someone who's also done a lot of performing is mostly on stage for myself, there is that weird moment where you're behind curtain before it pulls and you feel like everything's going to go wrong. You have butterflies, there's nothing. And then as soon as it moves, they're weirdly just gone and your body goes into robotic. I know all this stuff already. I've been training mode. Do you, mm-hmm. when you're in the ring and you're wrestling, are you counting like one, two, three, one, or is your body like, you're watching yourself in third person and you're just the the robot moves take over because you practice so much. Are you like in it um, or are you kind of at the end of it, you know, like you drive to work and you're just like, wait, how did I get here? I wasn't paying attention. Right. I think it's a combination of all of those. Like, okay. so see all the above. Yeah. And also it depends on your opponent who you're in there with. Sure. Cause you can go against someone like a hundred times, like a number of times. And then, you know, each time it's like, Oh, we got this. We don't even yeah. have to like, think about what we have to do we just know each other we have that chemistry yeah but then you have those people who's like oh i heard about you i saw that last <laughs> match on youtube yo let's, uh, can we practice let's, let's a, a couple extra times yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's let, let me let me hold you to this so you can feel what a good base is going to be okay yeah that kind of thing yeah that's interesting that's do you find it easier? You don't have to name names. Do you find it easier wrestling with someone who's new and will listen to you or someone who's veteran and has done it a billion times? Uh, well, me personally, because I'm still, I still consider, even though I've, I've been very blessed what I've been able to do this year, um, I'm still, I still consider myself green. Sure. Um, so I think it's easier for, for me at this point, I can still do basics with like a new, a newer person, sure. but with it, it's nothing like get in there with a veteran because they can read things that you may get lost in the yeah. match, but they can like non-verbally put you back in that place in the ring as we call a reset and then we can continue telling that story um yeah it's great it's like this whole thing it's like people think it's the easiest thing oh wrestling's fake folks don't realize how much psychology goes into this not only internal right not only internal with your opponent but externally to show you're putting on 
for everybody. Because you're always working. It's not just wrestling. You have to yeah. know where your cameras are at all oh times. So God, you yeah. can act and feed to the cameras to the people's at home. Then you have to feed to the audience at the same time. And yeah. then you have to like know what time you're listening to the ref like because he's telling you how much time you got left and be con- yeah. cognizant con- what's that word like cognizant cognizant whatever cognizant you know what there it saying. is there no, no i got you yeah, yeah. cognizant of time they, like yeah. it's so much multitasking oh so my much God. but once again that's what we did with cheerleading i'm holding <laughs> this girl up in the air while i'm still yelling from my diaphragm screaming like first down first down the wind is fucking blowing yeah you know the wind in that stadium was crazy it's, the way that they like, built that stadium that. was so dumb but that's that's a go to western michigan see yeah. for yourself it was just <laughs> it was a fucking tunnel of winds that just shot down the valley of those stands so oh. yeah, I had to remind myself, like, because I fr- I had like a freak out moment, like, I'm like, how am I supposed to remember all this? And it's like yeah. you think it's like a five ten minute match. Oh, it'll be easy. It's really not. You it's you really try not. extreme weightlifting for ten minutes, nonstop, performing in front of other people, making it entertaining, and then you talk to me about how this is easy. <laughs> I, yeah. it's so funny you said that remembering the camera lines, one of my favorite rock stories is when he was like the first time he was debuted and had a bat, you know, awesome match. And then he gets up and then points the wrong way at the wrong, like in the wrong direction. I'm just like, yay, he's a human too, because he's, you know, we those characters mistakes, yeah. are so, you know, perfected later in life. Okay. We'll come back to wrestling. Cause I know that's why everyone's here. No, I'm kidding. I want to <laughs> know, wait, you said you were in plays in high school. What, what plays did you do? plays a musical oh lord um hms pinafore <laughs> okay um i was oh yeah that was my my first gig i i was like in this you could even though i was there i was in the background as part of the chorus line um oh lord once upon a mattress i was the wizard. okay you couldn't tell me you couldn't tell me shit in that role i <laughs> the hell out of that one um let's see uh in the fantastics okay okay those are, yeah, those I are think I was, really no, good. What was his name? El Gallo? I think that was his name. El Gallo or something and like that. Some of those are wild performances for a high schooler to not only do, but understand what they're doing. So uh, props to you for that. Yeah. Whatever her name was back then, my, my drama drama teacher, she was like the school drama teacher. She took it very seriously. <laughs> like she made it like good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, I, what, what did I do? I did Footloose. I did Fame uh there was one oh and then guys and dolls and then something else but I'm, oh pink panther strikes again okay that was fun um okay so you took the performance that you learned you know cheerleading and tumbling and especially performing in front of preschoolers what happened after that <laughs> where did you go after working at the preschool as a teacher Yes. Yeah, so my relatives, my aunt and uncle at the time, um, they were Michiganders too, but uh, my uncle's um, company transferred him out here to Colorado. And then mm-hmm. one day, once they got settled, they were like, hey, we know you're, you know, kind of just like searching for life right now. And then yeah. at that time, Michigan's job market was in the toilet, like yes. terribly. That's why I left. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I just stepped out in faith and packed up as much stuff as I could in my car because um, they say come out for a little while and see if you like it. Um, so that's what I did. And that was in 2011. Ago. That's 2011. awesome. Yeah. September what was your, 2011. What was your first job when you moved out? Colorado. Uh, oh, yeah. So I was grinding. I had like three jobs at once. I had, I worked for Express. 
Charming Charlie. <laughs> Charming Charlie. What's um, Charming Charlie? It's kind of like a uh a, a Char- it's kind of like a Charlotte Ruse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Got but, it. But a lot more bougier. Bougie fast uh, fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, times three. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had that express Charming Charlie, and then I, I worked at a bank. I was a bank teller. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love yeah, retail and money. <laughs> I can just see you changing into your button down in the car coming from Express where you're just like Mr. Fit model oh, wearing all the <laughs> Oh dude, I, I Clark Kent that shit in the gym, the driver's seat, like real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> what wait, wait, so what did you drive out? What what vehicle did you drive out cross country? I have yeah, I still have my uh my college car. It was a 04 chrysler sebring okay oh that's a big car yeah you could you could absolutely clark kent in that car yeah that's yeah yeah painting painting the full picture i love it you said you still have that she was purple (laughs) (laughs) no she died in uh 2016 because i got her in 06 okay and at that point i think she had like thirty two thousand miles on it so i put some she she had a good <laughs> so after you were grinding the three jobs did you have an idea of what you wanted to do or were you still looking for your purpose in Colorado what kind of was that first purpose you saw um I was at that point you know they always say that just try to get a your first job it's not going to make that much money but just find something that'll help you be stable that provides you know stability um but at that point I oh, think I was that. doing that because I was Right. <laughs> I'll I, tell you uh, mine later, but you go. <laughs> I was 25, so I still had that naive mind. I wanted to have fun. I'm like, I'm in a new state and I'm seeing all this scenery and then like oh, the yeah. city, and I'm just like like kid in a candy store. So I kind of oh, I can't say I kind of I definitely there was a lot of procrastination that turned in from like months to years. Sure. Um but it wasn't it wasn't all bad because that's when I, you know, I found my my love of entertaining through the drag industry. So then yeah. that's how that started. So and then that that pretty much turned into like I still had like a main job that took care of like the regular bills, but then sure. performing the performing the drag stuff, that's how got I think created the next segue into yep. you know inventing a character for wrestling and then also the stamina and then the condition and how to brand yourself yes. on social media and oh my so God. the ripple effect. So like I said, once again, it was a season that you know I procrastinated, but then you know it segue into the next chapter of my life. I'm I'm looking okay, so I have for just for content, I have two desks, one that has all my computer stuff on it and one that I like write on and has this camera on it. And on my second desk, I put all my stickers and I put all the shit on. It's the it's my favorite desk. It's my big drafting desk. And in the bottom right hand corner of my desk is the very shiny crystal sticker that I got from you many moons ago when you were branding yourself. And I love that one. I've covered up every other sticker with something else, but that's one that nev- that will never get touched. That has its own section and will never get covered. Talk to me Thank about you. the birth of this <laughs> drag character. Were you always Crystal? Did you change names or did you kind of like, this is it? That's a long story in itself. So I'm going to try to abbreviate <laughs> as much as possible. So I'll ask questions. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so we got to go back to Western. It's like Western was the genesis of like everything now. So do you remember, you remember Josh and Jeremy? 
Yeah. And yeah, we yeah. used to always, it was just the three of us, we would always be dancing, like doing our dance, like uh, choreography everywhere. <laughs> so Jeremy was a, uh, he was a dance major, so senior at that point. So he wanted to do his capstone project on the different, the evolution of dance, but he sure. wanted to add like a drag aspect to it. So okay. at that point, it was the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race had just premiered. So, oh, wow. and we were all familiar. Yeah, we, God, I know we're dating ourselves at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we won't talk there are about like it, 22 so seasons of that show now. Yeah. As soon as you said dating yourself, like, no, we're not. There's like, oh no, there are so many seasons of that across it so many countries now. One. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so he wanted to make it like show the different of uh, evolution of of choreo with a drag showing the evolution of drag gender types and all that stuff. So Josh, if you remember, Josh was the smaller one of this two. Yep. Jeremy was like very lean. He had the typical dancer's body, and then yeah. that was when once again I was in, I was in my big old big bitch face (laughs) so wide shoulders and everything and so he was like saying so he gave josh was was going to be the more um more masculine side of drag sure jeremy was like the more androgynous in between and then Mm -hmm. somehow i'm the taller one of all of the three very tall Uh, he gives me the more feminine one the fervent version of drag and i'm like why (laughs) so I went so I went to the I uh, went to the Goodwill. I got like the most like gaudiest, campiest polka dot nineteen fifty dress I could find in my body could fit. I got some <laughs> uh, pep. I got some peppermint stripe high heels from Charlotte Bruce. It was so bad. I love this. We put on a sh- we put on a show. It was at the uh, the dance the school of dance on campus and people lost their minds in the best way possible. It was so funny, but. He got the point across. And so through that, there were other people that are uh, at uh K K College right uh-huh. next to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing their they were doing their like annual drag show thing too. So okay. they were asking, um, we saw you guys perform. Can you do it for us too? And they're like, Yeah, we did it there. And then there was a um uh Western decided to have their first one. Yes. And but then but uh Josh didn't really want to do it anymore because that wasn't really his thing. He sure. was like just wanted to support Jeremy, which we yeah, understood. Yeah. But but Jeremy was like saying, Well, if all three of us aren't performing, then I'll just do something solo. And then I'm like, Well, all three of us are performing. Then he's like, Well, I guess I'm doing solo. I'm like, and then Josh was like, Why don't you do something solo, Dave? And I'm like, I don't know if I can. So once again, I could bust out those creative juices, and you know, oh. we didn't have a budget for much. So I I'm so thankful for my mom because even in hard times, she taught me how to make a little go a long way. I, and I'm like a MacGyver when it comes to making costumes now. It's crazy. I, I have to find the picture that only you're going to see because, again, it's an audio medium. Uh, David, you and I performed at that same show together. Shut the fuck up. No, I was there. I did TikTok by oh Kesha. Oh, my God. I shaved my beard for that shit. I did that. Wait, that was. Did you do Kesha? Did you do Kesha? I did. Ke- I did TikTok by Kesha. Oh that was my song. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. I I had the S like drawn on my chest. I had this like I went. I think I honestly also went to Charlotte's, and I got this like skull. It would almost like it was like Ed Hardy, but like a little fancier. And then I took it home and I chopped it up. I cut it. I tied it random places. Somebody gave me some booty shorts from Hooters that I put pink shorts over. And then, oh yeah, I did. That was the, the, that was the time that I Yo. did drag. <laughs> All these years, that was you. 
do you seriously you remember me doing that you remember this? I remember, yeah, because I remember you doing the uh, I th- up in the morning feeling <laughs> like P. Diddy. And yes. I don't know if you remember this, oh but I God. threw a chair that I started on and it like took out part of the set behind me. Or like one of the hosts had to jump out of the way because I like chucked the chair too hard <laughs> to get it out of my oh. way. Oh, yeah. I jumped off stage. <laughs> People swiped credit cards in my butt and chest. It was great. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you can't make this shit up. It's like a lifetime movie. It's I oh my god, cannot believe. Okay, I have like two photos from that event. That's one of them, and the other is me and my friend Katie taking a picture. And I, I'm just I'm towering over her because I'm in heels. We're usually close I've to the same height. I've been looking for those pictures, but I can't find the photographer who took them because I know there's like a couple of me, but I don't know where to reach out to him. Photos by Robert.net. I know I just doxed him a little bit, but that's what it says on the side of this. That's who did the that's who did the photo for me. Oh, where'd it go? So I wonder, is it still valid? I wonder like, if it's still, it still there. Work? Photos by Robert.net. Okay, hold on. I'll I'll pull it up while we're talking. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't realize that we were <laughs> I didn't I didn't How know that we were doing that oh together. Is it's it still there? It's not there. Sorry. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I was like that. How many years ago was that? I'm like, I don't think that's still up. That was, that was 2010. That was 12 years ago at this point, my guy. Almost 13 oh my, years. That is, I'm like literally gagging right now. This is crazy. <laughs> is it that wild? Holy shit. And, and I distinctly remember you there because you were the best. And I had to follow. I, there was one other person between us. I think there's a drag king between us. And that was the only thing that saved me. Is because you had the crowd screaming. You were you were a fucking incredible dancer. I think you did the splits at some point. You definitely did some version of a death drop, either on the stage or off of it onto the ground. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta go after this guy. Cause they just put me, I don't know if it's alphabetical or whatnot, but I was after you. That's the one thing I remember about that. And then I had to put that out of my mind and just be like, well, fuck it. <laughs> this is my first time doing uh-huh. it. Oh, I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> right oh, no. You made me figure out how to swallow that anxiety and just do it, whether you knew it or not. Um, so again, from, from there, um, so I remember they say whoever won that, they got a chance to perform at Pride downtown that yeah. the next summer. Yeah. And then that's how I, I won that, and I was able nope. to perform at, uh, at Pride. And then after that, I was just like kind of not over it, but I was just like, I can't keep rocking the same costume because I'm like, I don't have money to get like stuff made. So <laughs> that's I'm like, so funny. I was like, yeah, I can I can I can picture it was it was a blue and white polka dot dress, right? Yeah, for the uh, when it was the three of us. Yeah. 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 Wow. OK. All right. So you you were still interested in it, but you needed another costume. So you just shelved the tool for then. What made you bring yeah, it back out? I thought out it was a face. Really? I thought it was a phase. Yeah. yeah I, thought, I thought it was just like a, something fun to do like with my I friends so and fun. have like a memory. Yeah. But when I got here and then find, it's moving in Fort Collins where there was like, they had like regular drag shows like yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I was all like, this is an actual thing. Still a kid, still naive, like not knowing that RuPaul and Drag Race was based off the culture of drag that started in smaller cities. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, crazy. So my friend that I made at the time, I kind of hustled him because he was like saying, I bet you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can either. Oh, but no. I can give it a Little try. old me. <laughs> I don't know about that. 
Bam. And then for whatever reason, whatever reason, I brought that same tight ass costume that I had been performing in Michigan with me when I moved out here. Not even it's knowing that I was different. Like a Halloween costume or something. Oh my god! And I used, I did the same number I did uh, back at Western, and people here were like, "I remember vividly." There was one older woman. She was, oh, she was a sweetheart. She's no longer here with us, but she liked saying, "Where the hell has this bitch been?" <laughs> <laughs> like literally, where the come hell on. Have you been? <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, I was like, pardon. I'm like, where the hell have you been? I'm like, I, 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 I just moved. I here. just moved here. She's like. <laughs> Right, she's like you was like yeah, and she went on to give me you know praises and everything. But yeah, she was just like, "Where the hell have you been?" That's amazing. Apparently, That's yeah. So that was twenty twelve. Okay, I want to say yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah, and uh, when I were in twenty twenty two, what was your song? What was yeah. that song? That what was the song that you performed? It was a mix. It was a very janky mix, but like I said, we're on a budget. Um, it was a mix of uh, Jan. Oh, you know, it was Janet. Janet, all for oh, you. Of course. Um, Sierra's work. Okay. From back in from back in the day, and then I want to say, I think that's it. I think we, yeah, it. it was like all for you work, and then. There may have been Beyonce in there, but I'm not sure. Your hair has always been a huge part of the character, at least watching from afar and not physically. I just remember it was massive Diana Ross style, like huge, big hair. Was that what was your inspiration when you then decided I'm going to do this more? Like, oh, I'm here. I'm really good at this. Now I need to make a character. Like who, who were your inspirations at that point? Well, like I said, Janet was number one. Yeah. Uh, I went, I went through a Britney phase back in the day when she was in her prime. You oh, could, I remember. Yeah, Britney, <laughs> she was that. I don't care what you say. She was that girl. And this, this was like Detroit. I knew she was that girl. Yeah, this was like She was like dancing on stage with a snake in, in 2012. Yeah. That was like her fierce, fire, toxic time. And she was not your basic, your typical basic white bitch. She was doing choreography that the sisters was doing. And everyone was like, this girl, like for real? Very heavily influenced by Janet. Um, so yeah, that I loved Anastasia. Yeah. And a lot of the things I was also, but with me, it's because at that point I had lost a shit ton of weight once I got out here and just a healthier lifestyle. Sure. And I just like, I didn't meet the bitches were very catty because I didn't have like, the, I wasn't padding and I I was still young. I No one taught me how to do the basics. I had to sure. teach myself because yeah. I, I think now knowing people were, for whatever reason, were intimidated by what I was doing for my performances. They kind of yeah. wanted to, they kind of wanted me to, because everyone thought I was a nice person, but they were just never fans. They would just rag on my drag all the time. And at that point, that's where the muscles and mascaras, yeah, <laughs> that, that was when the muscles and mascara like frame of mind really came in. Because it's like, I worked hard for this body. Yeah. You're going to see it. It's not going to look like a fucking hourglass. You're going to see all this Godiva chocolate in front of you. There's not a thing <laughs> you can do about it. And that's what I did. And it took a long time. It, it, it definitely wasn't a, a straight track to success. It took me a good, maybe a couple of years to be taken seriously. 
and to be able to get used to what my style of drag had to offer to because I love dancing in, in flats, like dancing in like cool looking sneakers, but they're like, no, queens don't perform in sneakers. You need to have heels on. Like I broke the mold so hard in in, in Colorado. Like people were just like, why is she on the cover or whatever? Why is she like in this show? It was just, it was bad. Uh, because like, she's a fucking star. Like, yeah. And then they'd watch you perform and then you'd be like, have to eat their words because, yeah. oh, like, you know, I was, people used to encourage, like there was like a, a select few that would encourage me. They were like saying, you have the talent. That's the most important part. The, the looks and the investment to get costume, that'll come later. But you have something that, that maintains folks attentions from yeah. from from the age of two to like 88 and i'm just like that's i got yep. so emotional yep. just like thinking about it and it's like that's my god-given gift to be able to you know uh ask for and or <laughs> ask for but demand people's attention when i have something to say or something to do that's incredible um, so that just and over the years yeah from 2012 to to, to present crystal just continuously while being consistent to the muscle and mascara branded, I got yeah. more refined. Like yeah. I found that that like I don't pad all the time, but I found how like it makes certain outfits look good. It doesn't make yeah. me look good. Yeah, it yeah. makes certain it yeah. gives that illusion of certain things, which I understood, I understand now. And you know, it's just it's the journey, it's the process. Oh, it really of course. is. And I definitely remember there was a time when you were doing a lot of stuff with like contouring and, and makeup for curves. And that was all, again, you're still a fucking sculpted Adonis, but you can look and, you know, really move in the way that fit all of the drag shows. And honestly, you're a star for a reason. So how long have you, like, what part of your life were you doing? Were you ever just, that was your main bread and butter? Or has it always been kind of a, a side to what you're doing? Um, It was always a side. Because, you yeah. know, like, growing up, like, my mom always raised me. Just like, you always have a plan A, B, and C. Of course. Always. Yeah. So it, it would have been nice. But like I said, like, I had my my main job that took care of the, the, the adulting bills. Yeah. But it was, but like I said, once, it took a good maybe two and a half years before I even got paid like a decent amount. Like, okay. Yeah. It, which I didn't mind. Like I said, it was part of the process. I never complained about it. I'm like, I'm a new person on the scene. This it is what it is. I have to pay my dues. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it was a good while because some people like tried to blacklist me from getting on. Cause they're like, once again, I didn't look the part. Like I didn't look like one of the girls that should be performing there. So they would, this one bitch gave me like the wrong date and time and <laughs> to to reach out to the person to to do said gig and then it was like like she and I, I found out she purposely did it and i'm like why do y'all hate what i do so much because they can't do it like, and they see that it does draw that attention so hard i even when i'm watching you wrestle more than just the fact that i know you but it's just like no no, no you're the person to watch and the other person's in there with you like i there's something about you you just that magnanimous like this is where the eyes go and then other people make the performance better. But like, yeah, I can self-assessment saying you definitely have that it factor in all of your careers thus far. Yeah. But, you know, that like when you hear it so much from so many different, you know, spaces in the yeah. community and everything, you start to believe it because it's like and then you start taking an inventory of yourself. You're like, like 
I'm a nice person. Like I hold doors open for people. I help, I help them carry their luggage to and from the, the dressing room. And yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm courteous to people, even though they talk shit about me. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, did, did I piss somebody off? Is that why they're being catty? And then people are like, no, girl, it's like they're like it's not that they don't like you, they just don't like you, your your style. And I'm just yeah. like, but you know, I'm thankful. I I never compromised my principles and I stood true to what what I was what what I made Crystal to be out to be in the very beginning. She just continued to grow and and I even think I don't consider her like she, I just shouldn't say that. So I just say they are it's sure. I say it's my work badge. When I'm in that <laughs> Crystal frame of mind, I, yeah. I put on the badge and we're going to work. But it it and it paid off. It really yeah. did those hard times and those and those feeling lesser than paid off because I endured. And it's funny that you said that, honestly, I sometimes think that that nice that you're talking about comes off and it rubs people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, I can't tell you how many times I've been on set a couple times now and just start talking to people and someone's been like, where are you from? And I'm just like, why are you saying that mean? And they're like, well, you're not from here. You're not from California. You're not from LA. And I was like, no, I'm from Michigan. And they're like, oh, you're Midwest. You're like, I was like, there's this weird where other people think that it's us trying to be undermining or trying to get something out of it. We're like, no, we're just nice people. <laughs> like, I, don't know. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Kudos to you for not compromising and becoming one of the caddy Queens and just being you. So, okay. You have crystal, you have this character, you have now, you know, the building blocks for someone who can take direction and use their body really well. There's someone who's now being able to promote and create a character what led you to wrestling? Where actually, before I even say that, when did you start watching wrestling? Where did that? Oh God! Yeah, probably like somewhere between three and six with my uh, with my dad. You and, were and my grandma, actually, my dad's mom. She was a wrestling fan too. Oh, that's amazing! I were you watching WWE? Were you watching the you know? some of the Tennessee wrestling where, where were you like what were you watching I was probably watching all of it but like at that age I didn't know what promotion was which I don't know who sure. was who yeah I do remember watching W when, when they were WWF back in the day <laughs> uh, and I remember I remember vividly the um it was the storyline or it was like the interview spot where uh Papa Shango puts a curse on Ultimate Warrior and he starts like spitting up like this Bowman green the mouth, like kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That was like the only like vivid thing about it I remember storyline wise. Yeah. And then I grew up and then I and I followed it all, all the way up until actually I followed up consistently. I followed it up until maybe 2013. Sure. And then I fell off the thing because yeah. it was I think I was in that stage of growing up more and getting outside of life and not being That's glued to stuff. the TV to see what's happening yeah. wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it turns. But then I came back then I came back to it uh 2018 19 ish probably brought like, you back um was it a wrestler or did you just miss it and you wanted to watch it again i think i just missed it and i yeah. just wanted to check in to see what what promotions were doing because I, yeah. I wcw was gone at the by that point yep. so it was just uh tna, TNA yep. impact they were there 
Um, and then I like SmackDown and Raw were split at that time, so there were two new shows. Yeah, so, so yeah, so it was just TNA yeah. and then WWE at that point. You, I can't tell you how many times that I've over the past however many years would watch The Undertaker do something, and I'd be like, "Oh, I bet David liked that." <laughs> like just uh, an offside uh, thought that I would always have because you are the person that I think of every time that I see The Undertaker. That's my dude. Oh, oh. since like day one, just the mistake. Like once again, the whole character branding. Yep. Like he was so true to that character. He never did interviews outside of that. He was every time you saw a picture of him getting off a plane or out of a taxi or a van, it was always the dark, the sunglasses and yep. the dark and clothes the black. and mm-hmm. the the mystery. Yeah. Is that what drew you into wanting to become a professional wrestler? You wanted to, like, is it the character or was it more the athletics that you know I can do, so I might as well show it off? You know, so it it was a little bit deeper than that. So I had always wanted to pursue it, like, or at least try to, probably up until I graduated high school, actually. Um, But then my parents were like, they were very realistic. They were like, no, go get your degree first. And then, you know, you can kind of play around and see, you know, what you want else to do. Just have, you have a secure future, which I understood. Sure. Um, But so leading up until I decided I enrolled in my first, in in the place I'm at now, that was like, so we had 2020, so the Stephen, 2020 directed by Stephen King. (laughs) Uh, So... So I ended up unexpectedly. I uh, my my parents had gotten COVID very 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 early on, probably in March, like oh, February man. March, yeah, it, right before everyone knew what they what it was. She had caught it at the hospital, and so she had given it to I, I inadvertently given it to my dad. So he unfortunately sure. passed away very suddenly. I'm sorry. That. Um. So there was that. So that was kind of kind of like made me think about because I almost lost her too because she was very sick but thankfully she pulled through it just kind of helped me reevaluate a lot of things like how much time that I've like well I was thankful for Crystal this like always I don't ever want to live in regret sure and one thing I would never want to regret is like I really could I could still be a wrestler can I really take this on with yeah all the things I've gone through to you know prepare me so I thought about it but I was like it was just and then I applied for the school in Iowa that uh because I was going to drive out there and do that but then in um January of 2021 my biological father unexpectedly passes away so it was just like yeah like nine months apart him and my stepdad so I was just like the fuck like what's going on it was crazy exactly and so ironically, and so I had to cancel my plans to go to Iowa to train because mm-hmm. I had to go home and, you know, with my siblings and whatnot. Sure. So I was just like, maybe I'm like, if it's really meant for me to to pursue this, like to the fullest extent, yeah. like somehow let an opportunity like come or, you know, whatever, be of it to me or whatever. But um, somehow the place I'm at now, Rocky Mountain Pro, uh, at the time, their uh, their their website was so obsolete because I knew they 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 had put on matches and events. Yeah, but I can see why you put in Google and it won't say like wrestling like, as a wrestling academy to sure. learn or whatever. So somehow, so I got in my junk mail and my email. It was saying that want to learn how to wrestle, come to such and such or whatever. And I'm thinking it's like in Ohio or like Florida yeah. somewhere. Once again, far 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 away. from where you are in Colorado. And, because if I know it was like right here in Colorado, in Denver, right in Denver. And I was oh, like, shit. are you fucking kidding me? 
Oh, like golden yeah. thread moment. And, and the day that uh, they were having the open house for me to go meet uh, the owner and the coaches and everything was the same day I was supposed to leave to go to Iowa. Yeah. So wow. I'm like, how okay. much confirmation do I need? Oh, right? so, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's how that started, and then so I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant. So no, 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 because no. <laughs> I, I love it. Leading me, you're on the, you're on, the, you're still on topic. I'll, I'll nudge you if you come off. <laughs> okay, so from there, I started training for a couple yeah. of months, and once again, they were impressed that I, uh, I had said. So this school, they've been open. They've been like a company for about. 11 years at that point sure. and apparently i uh it was like myself and like several other individuals that we had did the uh the strength and conditioning trial test so okay. we have to pass that before sure. we could get to the get to the next part say, yeah because yep. you got to be conditioned to do this shit and be, you say, oh be strong <laughs> so i um <laughs> so i did my thing or whatever and only two of us made it out of this big ass group it was like 10 of us and only wow two and then somehow I set a uh, I set a uh, conditioning record for them. Of course you did. Didn't even know that. Come yeah, on. Yeah, didn't even know that. And because uh, you you know me, I just do what what was asked of me of in, the, uh, yeah. in the trials. And yeah. then I and then I know how I trained, so I just translated that to do such. And then they were just like just crazy. They're like, um, you know, your athletic background. I'm like, oh, it's a cheerleader. They're like, oh, that's cool. Just like when you were in school. And I told them when I graduated, they're like, 2002. How old are you? How old are you? Like, <laughs> right. And I, at that time, I was 35. And they're like, yeah. they just stood there staring at me like, you fucking lying. Like, they're like, no, 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 no I'm 35. <laughs> like, no, that's what they were like, yeah. see an ID. And I'm good, good to get my driver's license. And I'm like, there is no fucking way you are 35 and moving like that and looking like that. I'm like, Thankfully, I don't look like what I've been through, so I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were impressed, and like I said, just going back to the, my 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 cheerleading days, just yeah. knowing how I was how I was disciplined, how I was put through those where we have hell weeks, two a day hell oh, weeks, boy. yeah, and you know that's how I just like keep doing what I'm supposed to do. But then two months later, because they were getting ready to debut me, yeah, on on t- on TV. And then on April Fool's Day, 2021, I snapped my Achilles tendon. And Jesus died. Christ. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> this, I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. So are, are you still building your character at this point? Did you have it all done, ready to go when you were about to debut? Or um, was it, what's that so process like? Another, it was, it would probably been another month or so after because sure. they do it because they want to, it has to make sense for the storylines to yep. introduce a character and that to be a reason. Um, so it, it probably would have another couple of months. But at that point, I was just so devastated. I was heartbroken. Like oh literally, God. I have never felt so defeated because like I said, up until that point, it was just loss after loss after loss, whether it was like a in a person or yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. And now this and COVID was, and now Jesus. Yes, because it was like even through COVID, I didn't even get a chance to like mourn with my family because we were all separated like yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So having a funeral with us all on a computer was the, the most ugh. Oh, so boy. I was just so defeated at that point. But luckily people in the company, like you remember I was telling you, like you had those queens that are like they don't they want you to do well but not better than them. So they're, so they're like, Oh, you're nice, but we you know, you don't have this and that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going through that. 
and it's like a complete 180 with this uh with the wrestling company i with now because they all encouraged me they didn't throw me away because i wasn't oh, able to do anything or yeah. to train they didn't see me as disposable um so even though i had surgery a week after that they got me in pretty quickly because they said it was pretty bad so they wanted to hurry up and fix it good um so i was always cut I, I even in the midst of that and being in pain like literally every single day I was still coming to character classes. That's where we learn. We do film study and yeah. how to how to do like when it comes to cadences with doing promos and yep. and doing care small character shit that makes sense. Like you don't have to do a fucking high a high uh, high spot to jump to the outside road to tell a story. You can do it in your mannerisms and yeah. people eat that shit up. Oh my! So God. I was always doing that even for our events when I didn't have um have a rehab therapy. I uh, I would still come help set up the ring, still hobbling yeah. like and everything, but that also segues into something else. It's 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 um, we had the opportunity working with these big names now. Even Sin, uh, Sin Bodhi, who's really big in on the independent scene, he's been around for years, and he came up to me when I was still hurt back then, and he said that hey, you you have some good ring, you have some good footwork, don't you? And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, sir. He's like, I see how you like. <laughs> How you're hoppy, like you got the cast on, but you're like, but you're still moving. Yeah, you're working. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Like, he saw something in me that I I would never have saw because I was so defeated. Just That's by seeing incredible. someone on the cripple, yeah. see me being crippled, he could see that. He said, you can still move. And I'm just like, oh, thanks. That's just how I move. Yeah. But, um, but no, I rehab and shout out to Edge because Edge was like another motivation for me to like come back because ironically, he tore his Achilles at 35 too and was able to oh, come wow. back. Oh, no way. That's why. Yeah. That's okay. I love that. Again, that golden thread moment where you're just like, oh, that is where I need to be. And you just got to pull it and see what comes of it. That's incredible. So initially they told me because of how much damage it was, yeah. they probably told me at least a year I okay. would be out and I would probably have a limp for a good amount of time. I'm like, fuck oh that, no beer. thanks. I, I ain't got that. Much <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 I'm like, I, I was able to drink all the meds I was on at the time. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> hold my Heineken so Zero. Like, hold my Heineken Zero. Hold my Ultra. Um. So I, but so and I ended up, up losing my job for several reasons. So, uh, I wasn't able to work, but that was a blessing and a curse too. So I was able to get up, go to you know do my stretches with my resistant bands. Yeah. In the morning, midday, afternoon. Um. That's crazy. I if you that. hadn't have lost your job, you would have had to do all that stuff and then had to prioritize everything else after that. So obviously, in hindsight, it's easier to look at it. But that's that's crazy. That's awesome. And and it was a it was a blessing in disguise too because it was time Good. for me to it was time I just Good. I wasn't able to 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 pull the trigger but you know universe has sometimes a real it's way nice when someone else yeah right sometimes it's nice when yeah. someone else does it for you and you can really be like oh god I did need to leave <laughs> yeah so for uh, and I gave myself I tried to give myself a realistic goal I yeah. said I want to do that I want to be I want to be back at least in the ring running the ropes yeah. in six months. Okay, and I, and then I, I told my therapist when I the first meeting I went with my therapist and, I, and he was like, so I'm here to help you get to where you want to go. Uh, what are your goals? And I'm like, I need to. I want to be back. I know I won't be full fledged, be able to wrestle, wrestle yet, but I want to be in the ring running the ropes. Yeah. By, so that was April. Like I said October. Six yeah, months October. Later. Yeah, yeah. And he's and his eyes are like, all right, but well, we got a lot of work to do. And he's like, but I'm <laughs> gonna help you get to where they go. Yeah. And. It, 
And Josh, it was the most painful, like literally, like not even trying to be a pussy. Like it was the most painful process ever because it was the nature of the injury. I always have to have it elevated because sure. it's just like with gravity, it pulls everything down and it just feels like someone's like just, stabbing oh, you down there. God damn it. And it was consistently always swollen. I had this like little portable cooler that I have to carry with me to keep it the inflammation down. It was very rough, very rough. Wow. But you know, I, I got there. I, I it came October and I you know my last doctor visit. He's like, dude, I'm so impressed with you. He's like, and you were like progressing like quickly, more quickly than anyone I've seen in a, quite a while. So he's like, but yeah, he's like, obviously be conscientious, listen to your body. He's like, yeah. no wrestling, wrestling, but yeah, you can go run the road, see, but we'll look out for stability issues. But yeah. I'm like, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Put me in, coach. Sure enough, I got <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I, I got back in that ring. I hit that rope for the. And by that time, though, my back had gotten unconditioned from feeling how hard everyone thinks hitting the ropes is like, oh, oh, it's like bouncing. No, it's still cable. (laughs) That's wrapped in a little bit of tape, but still still cable. (laughs) So it hurts. It's not, yeah, it hurts every time you hit them. And I hit those bad boys. It took me a little to get that rhythm back again. But another month or so, I had got the all clear to, to, um, to start training again and thankfully like shout out to the producers of the show they saw the character that i created while i was recovering like yes. i was stuck in the bed so i'm I'm like i'm like you know sketching and coming up with ideas and oh thinking God. about stuff like i used to do when i was a kid and that's how remy remy d came about and they introduced me as a character as a uh, bad guy character with a part of uh, a group called triumphant and um oh that's god incredible. i had a mouth on me and every Everyone was just like, who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> right. People were getting upset. Like, I know he ain't talking to me. And, um, yeah, that was the You go from being <laughs> the nice guy setting up chairs to the fuck out of my... Yeah, like, I can imagine that being <laughs> jarring to your coworkers at that point. <laughs> like, this uh, feels personal. That's the way I planned the character because I uh and I I was working out getting back in shape again. Yeah. So I would wear baggy, baggy ensembles that w- would uh disguise my physique. Because sure. behind the scenes, um I wanted to I wanted to make it seem as though I'm just I'm just a smart ass talker. Like he can't yeah. wrestle. He's like yeah. he's a he like he can't take a bump, but really I'm training my ass off back yeah. then, back when it you know when it came time to me having to debut for storyline purposes, they're gonna be like, oh god, can Remy wrestle? When I came out there, I did that drop from the rafters. I took no off questions. that long ass, hot ass, that 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 hot ass denim jacket that was in the <laughs> summertime, but it's okay. Uh-uh. And they were like, "Do you look at the biceps on him? Like, do, like they just saw like a pretty man for like four or five months. Yeah, right. But then it's like when it like I took a Holy long time. Yeah, and then that's where uh, yep. where my friend, uh, one of the commentary guys, Dean, came up with the moniker of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, so that's incredible, Remy D. Beauty and the Beast. I honestly, that's that's perfect. That's exactly it. That's a really good way to describe you. Just knowing you from back in 20, 2009 till now, that's a really good way to put it. Coming back yeah. from your Crystal character to your Remy T character, I I can't imagine how cool that must have been. Coming from the background of like watching it as a little kid, to genuinely drawing your own character and building your own character. Did you pull from anything specifically, or was it all this is me? This is original. I'm gonna make it up as I go. 
It was all, it's all original. I love that. But you know what? I'm going to tell him, I'm going to make fun of myself a little bit. I also, <laughs> I also pulled some, uh, some old ideas. I used to, for the creator wrestler on the WWE games. <laughs> I used some of that. <laughs> You're just like that. sitting there, like making yourself <laughs> in like 2K, yeah. WWE 2K13. Like, okay, that, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> I'm like, put that in the mental min- uh, Rolodex and I'll save it for eight years later. It'll be fine. <laughs> when I forever ago, same thing when I was building my own, you know, WWE character, that's where I made up my own name, Trip Hazard. And that's been my online persona for forever. But if I ever I get a chance to in another life do some wrestling, honestly, you need a manager. I can do the acting part, I can do the face, I can do the mouthpiece. If you ever want someone just to come and be an asshole on the ring. Pick. I'll keep you in mind. Tap me in. I would love, honestly. So at the end of all of the Rocky Mountain Pro shows that I watched, there's the if you want to be a wrestler, come, you know, go to this website and send it. And I'm always like, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna be a wrestler. I could be a great manager, <laughs> but but that's the thing no. though. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna update there or not. That's like at the school, but they not only just teach wrestling; they teach uh, refereeing. They do okay. refereeing. Oh classes. yeah, yeah. They do, managerial stuff they also do a uh, production team because if you see our stuff our our quality has has come up oh we're no it's great yeah oh yeah we're in that four we're, we're, we're in the 4k era now baby it so, looks um, great so we do teaching classes to teach for and it doesn't have to even be for wrestling if someone is in the entertainment industry or the production yeah uh, industry learn how to work to do the switchboard how to do camera angles how to do how to know to talk to your inner ear when pro- yeah. when the producer is talking to you they t- it's like a whole buffet like you know it's not just the wrestling part it's if you want to learn how to just be a manager for another promotion or like a referee like there's so many things to learn oh it's my crazy God, that's incredible all right so do you have a favorite match yet something where you're just like this is the one that I'll show my grandkids first when we're talking about, yeah, I used to wrestle. Like, do you have one that you'd go to like your A plus match? Oh, so I would have to make that a two. I have to pick two Please. Beca- only because it it is a, uh... how can I put this? Only because if I would tell them the grandkids about it, it would have to be like a, a, a Genesis kind of Exodus kind of thing, like yeah, a beginning, yeah, yeah. but a departure, yeah, yeah, yeah. but a departure into something else. Okay. So um, this match I had with uh, Damon Ace. So at the at at that point, I had gone through this whole uh, tournament that lasted like a month and a half, the Grand Prix tournament. Yeah. It was, uh, the the inaugural one, and that would get me uh, the winner would get a uh, number one a number one contendership for the twitch title at okay. that point okay so hus- i hustled busted my ass made it uh and i won the tournament and so Probable. i was supposed to go against someone else but then damon like him and his like fucking cowardly ways jumped the guy and then like and they had a match and then he won the title from him because he yeah. you know he did his little kill shit <laughs> so so then i had to face this guy that i've never faced before and let me tell you they don't call him the weapon for no reason <laughs> this dude we had we had our championship match and it's on probably on my it's on my tiktok and also my instagram but he literally had me in a uh, a single leg crab but no that wasn't good enough for him he literally scorpioned my leg and arched it back and proceeded to beat me in the back of the head with my own with your own leg oh my god 
Oh my god! I'm like, what? No, no! I'm like watching it in my head as you're just, gee. And he's a big guy. I, I have the roster pulled up he's, as you're referencing. He's a huge guy. The pictures don't do him justice. He's huge in in real in in person, and he literally proceeded to beat the shit out of me for a good 15 minutes. That was about a 15 minute match. And that, but at that point, that was my longest match ever, and my wow. like first real one where I had to. Tell those stories of emotion, of endurance, yeah. of resilience. Yeah. That was the first match where it really started to click and the light bulb came on. I'm like, you know what? I think I can be good at this. Yeah. Like legit be sickening at this if I really keep working hard at it. And that and even having his having his uh his validation at the end, once we got back to Gorilla, he was just like. That's that's fucking entertainment right there. That's fucking that's what so it was. proud of you. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it was yeah, that was that that was that light bulb moment. I was just like, wow, so this is what this is what the business yeah. is about. Because you have to so perform that that big one. for the people in the audience. You have to perform big because you are on a stage in front of however many people, but you also have to perform smart and intensely on your face for the cameras. You can't mm -hmm. overdo one or forget the other and you can't, you know what I mean? Like then you just come off as like a big block of stone that puts his hands up. Like you have to have both, like you said, like the pained look as well as the physical, like, oh, that's, that's incredible. Okay. So that's, that's, that's one. What's your other A plus match? And so the second one will be uh, the match I had with uh, Sledge okay. at, um, at Milestone of this year in June. Okay. And that one, that one was for the the Twitch title, the Rocky Mountain Pro Twitch. Or excuse me, it actually, actually, no. What am I saying? <laughs> that was for the Rocky Mountain, uh, the Rocky Mountain Pro Charge Champion, which is like I would consider that the uh, the the Intercontinental yeah, title. Sure, 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 sure. For RMP. Yeah, so I get that. Heavyweight, and then there's the and then there's the uh, the Charge title. Got it. That makes sense. Sledge, so just looking at his photo, is Goldberg light. That's that. That's what I'm seeing just on the roster photo. Is that is that inaccurate? Is is that too mean? Am I going to get hit for saying that? <laughs> no, I don't. Maybe not to his I face. Go the Goldberg. No, I'm going to go the Goldberg <laughs> route. Uh, the dude is a worker. He is a worker, and he's safe as shit. Like oh, I, good. I, I can't, I can't rag on him. He, he took very good care of me, and we made each other look like a million bucks. I love that. Like we really did. Yeah. If you ever have time, cause we're on, it's on fight TV. That's where we do our pay-per-views now uh -huh. that match. And that's when I came out with the kill bill inspired look. Cause he had pissed me off to, to that point. He had jumped me earlier in, in our pre-show and did like a back body drop on the, uh, those steel barrels. Oh. And so tried to take me out of the tournament. Yeah. So I was, I was pissed. Yeah. So I channeled that, that beast mode. And then in the, in the, in the form of, Beatrix, Beatrix kiddo. Beatrix. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, we're talking like the iconic yellow and black stripe, right? The Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It was more so like the the Bruce Lee style jumpsuit. Oh yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Same. But it had elements from both of them. Yeah. We got we have someone outside blowing leaves, which constitutes an interruption on my part. Honestly, I just need some Casamigos. <laughs> so please, as per the rules of noodling, if you have something to shoot, enjoy. If not, you can just pretend. <laughs> but we've been interrupted. So uh, uh, cheers to you, my my friend for many decades. Opa. 
<laughs> Wait, that's great. Every time. Woo. You got to take uh, it to the head, Josh. I'm sure there's, 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 le- there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. I hope. Uh... All right. Well, actually, that brings me to another one of the questions that I had asked some friends about ahead of time. I was like, guys, I get to interview a pro wrestler. Like, I love this shit. I love this guy, too, just as a person. So, like, give me some good, like, feed me some good questions because I'll just go off on our our history. One of them that I really want to know is what's the hardest bump you've ever taken? What's the hardest hit? And Uh... if you need to censor and not say the name, feel free. I won't call him out either. Or, or you can just call him out right here. Is it the hardest, the hardest, hardest, the hardest bump What's, I've, I've yeah. taken? Yeah. Okay. Or, or um, given. Actually, bump? now I want to know both. But yeah, the hardest, one you, hardest hit you've ever taken. The one that you can hardest still bump feel. I've taken <laughs> to probably that that back body drop that um Sedge gave me at the pay per view on yeah. top of the steel barrels. Oh man! Because I caught the I caught the lips the lips of it because those are raised a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And it like got me like in the lumbar, so I will oh. probably see that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hardest hit. The one that got the audience on their feet. The one that you're gonna be, you know, if you had to nail it, put it on the top of your uh, your highlight reel. What would it be? I cannot, while you're thinking, I cannot stress enough that everyone needs to follow Rocky Mountain Pro on Twitch, if nowhere else. Watch it there. Watch the work that these guys put. It is incredible. I am regularly subscribed, and I always tune in when I can, and I'm not already streaming. And if I'm already streaming, I tell my audience to go there, too. (laughs) But... It is so fun to watch you wrestle. I actually, like I said, I was watching your charged match from the 15th before you hopped on. And I'm just like, I'm going to finish watching it when we're done chatting later. Like it is, (laughs) it is so cool to watch how well you sell everything. And I'm not saying that I'm not watching the other guys, but I am very much focused on you knowing you and just, you are the one that draws the eye in every match that I've watched, and it is, please, don't just take it from me. Watch it yourself. Remy D on Rocky Mountain Pro. Woo. But yeah, hardest hit. <laughs> uh, I would probably say earlier this year, uh, I think it was like January, I went against Brutal Bob Evans, and there was one thing <laughs> he gave me, he gave me a two-piece combo. It was a chest chop. And then proceeded to give me a a slap like in the neck, the neck jaw area that you actually heard that shit. Like it echoed. Yeah, it took me back to childhood when I would get my ass beat for doing something wrong. (laughs) That was a straight and Bob's old school. Like he's been ready wrestling what 20 plus years. So he he works that old school style that still works to this day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Took me out. Oh my God. That is, I, I can I can hear it echo, and it sounds so intensely cool every time. All right, what's your what's your ultimate goal in in this business? Where do you want to do you want to go from wrestling to then announcing to then ownership? Like, what's the if you could paint your own picture now, take any barrier out of the way? Where do you want to Where do you want to take this? You know, because I'm so invested in it, I would love yeah. to take this to the big leagues. Like, I've yeah. obviously everyone, everyone's like destination would be wanting to go to WWE because yeah. I mean the opportunities are endless there. Sure. Um, 
but also I'm a realist and I know people in the in the business and in the industry keep telling me well it's they're a little bit more lenient now because ageism is still a thing yeah. and oh, I know yeah. a lot of people are impressed that I'm able to do I'm still I look and I move like I'm in my 20s which I'm very blessed very thankful for but you know on paper people are like uh, you know hey, we need some thing. fake IDs called today right right uh social security card too while you're at it but (laughs) it's um right now i like being i i'm trying to hone in on the ring part but also be a renaissance man like even if i debut once again if it's like history repeats or something i debut as a character where i'm just like the voice of someone there's Mm -hmm. so many Mm -hmm. as long and and that's another thing i love my coach for because he's a realist he's like as long as you make these places money they don't give a shit how old you are yeah as long as you are bringing in that revenue and the ratings my guy, I can't tell you how many old individuals that AEW is pulling up onto their roster right now because they are incredible characters. They bought, do you remember in the movie Waterboy when the big show was Captain Dynamo and he's yeah. like yelling at you know Adam Sandler's character through the TV? AEW bought the rights to Captain Dynamo and now has the big show wrestling in AEW as that character. So was it Dynamo or Insano? Captain Insano. You're right. You're right. You're totally okay. right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I don't know where I was. Maybe I just like that name better. <laughs> but yeah, they bought the rights <laughs> to that character from that movie, and now he's wrestling in AEW as that. So they are always looking for characters, and I WWE is fine and all, but like you might be some AEW material, in my opinion, my humble opinion. We say, you know, I. And I'm not going to shit on any promotion, but of course not. It's, yeah. I would never, I would never say never, but AW would not be my first choice. No, yeah, I, I don't think it's anyone's first choice because they are the one that's like character. They're like individual built, and they don't have the same reach yet. I think I would love. Oh my god, you would be incredible on any of the WWE properties. I think you could own NXT easily tomorrow if you wanted to, but I, I, I want to see you fucking take Roman Reig reigns down a peg or two. And so Ooh, baby said, wait, whoa, 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 wait, hold flag on the play. Let baby hey, steps now. We ain't going against the tribal chief. Wait, hold I'm on. I'm just saying, hold on. Someone hold needs on. someone needs to give him a little humility, and I think Remy D can do that. My two cents. I'll give him the D. <laughs> oh, honestly, I'll I'll meet you there. I'll just <laughs> hang out with the Usos <laughs> while you guys are doing the your letter, thing. the remedy. <laughs> <laughs> give him the re- oh shit, my bad. I'm sorry, I thought we were talking about something. Else. Never mind. Terrible. I see the. <laughs> I uh, what's interesting? Okay, so do you like the opportunities that like a lot of the wrestlers that? So fun enough, I've actually gotten to hang out with. She was you know Athena, also known as Ember Moon, when she was at WWE. I got to hang out with her for a while, and we had a lot of you know commonalities when it came to like tabletop gaming when i worked for that company um i got to meet alexa bliss and and uh, hunter hayes and um i got to have conversations with them actually at a dinner where stephanie mcmahon was being uh she got the woman of the year awards for this toy merchandising uh group that we used to belong to so i got to meet all of them and have fun conversations about that and one thing that a lot of them like my personal favorite right now Liv morgan she is killing it and now she's doing tv she's in the chucky tv show she's going to be in a movie coming up do you want to take wrestling that route do you like those opportunities or you want to stay in the ring i mean it's there i I will be calling myself a liar if i say that it's not something you should look into because i mean 
who wants to be wrestling like all the way up to their like late 40s and 50s like having taking bumps still like i mean if that's your get down if your body is still healthy enough to do so and endure yeah. that go but me it's like i would love to i still like my one of my dreams is to open up a uh an art school for kids like a oh, performing yeah. art school oh, for kids incredible. like and then show them how to once again, how someone taught me the basics, the fundamentals of how to be a entertainer and how to yeah. use that to express yourself authentically, That's not just incredible. for likes, not just for social media following, but to do it authentically. I would love to do that. Um, but, you know, uh, in WWE, like uh, wrestling in general, even people in the independent scene, they make hell of money, like hell yeah. of coin. Yeah. And they've been able to take care of their families, take care of their communities. So. Sure. It, the prospects is there, but it's like how you hustle, how you grind, how yeah. you brand yourself. And all the money isn't just from WWE. It's all of the partnerships. It's all of the commercials. It's all of that endorsements. content endorsements yeah. that you're getting from the work that you're doing here. If you had to endorse anything right now, if you were going to get a call, if you get off this phone and they're like, Hey, blank wants you to be the face. What would you want to endorse? Oh, God. <laughs> what? Wait, is this show PG thirteen or what? Hey, it's explicit. Yeah. I got that explicit rating <laughs> years ago when I was interviewing people at the Green Door in Las Vegas. Well, that's a whole nother story. Uh, <laughs> now I want to know I'll the explicit like, one. <laughs> let me be polite. Okay, be polite and then and then be real. <laughs> <laughs> they got to pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which one? You cut out for a second. Um... <laughs> Who would I endure? God, so legit, so many. Because I'm frugal as fuck, but I will like endorse a product if it's shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> shit now, my train of thought got derailed. Um, <laughs> you can noodle on it. We can come back to that question. I, I, we, we can finish with that one if you need to think on it. Oh, David, you still there? My, I can't tell if it's my internet or your internet, but either way, I'm taking another shot because we have had an interruption due to... Oh, why did I do that? Oh! All right, I'm going to wait for you to unfreeze, and in the meantime, I got to bring up that if you want to follow Rocky Mountain Pro, it is the Rocky Mountain Pro on Twitch, excuse me, on Twitter. You also need to be following the Remy D., T-H-E-R-E-M-Y-D, the Remy D on Twitter. Instagram, I'm sure it's the same thing, but you honestly need to be following this guy. I uh Instagram, my bad. Remy under Remy D underscore official. Okay. That's what we need to follow. The Remy D on Twitter. Remy D underscore official on Instagram. David is. I know he's incredibly humble because he is a Michigander. He's someone who I've grown up and had a lot of uh, a lot of formative years with. But one thing that is the through line here, and again, I know he's humble about this, but he is a incredible performer. It makes sense that he cut his teeth in cheerleading where he's in front of thousands of people being the biggest face he can. And then from there going to drag where he it's more intimate, but it's also just as flamboyant and incredibly energetic as possible. 
followed by what honestly seems like the appropriate follow-up as a pro wrestler in this league. I, the beauty and the beast. Oh, he's a gym rat. He's a motivator. He is a drag artist. And I, uh, you know what this means? He unfortunately dropped from the call because of internet issues, but this just means that we're going to have a whole second interview with David. I am incredibly stoked that I got even this much time with him. It has been way too, way too, way too long. And you know what? On that note, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I need your guys' feedback on if you want, if you have any other questions for a pro wrestler, if you have anything that needs to be asked from your perspective to someone who's in the industry, hit me up at Josh Weaver on Twitter, eat more tiny trees on Instagram, send me questions for David. We're going to have him back on another episode. And I genuinely cannot wait to hear where this man, and I cannot wait to see where this man is going to take this Honestly, this industry, the league that he's in, and his character. So, on this incredible note of a cliffhanger, we're wrapping up, and I'll see you soon. Bye!